This is Think Smart with TMFG, your weekly podcast of what's newsworthy and relevant to everyday Canadians. With your host, Senior Financial Advisor Rob McClelland and Mike Conan of Asante Capital Management. Today on Think Smart with TMFG, Mike and I are going to be discussing recessions and why we should not worry too much about them. A lot of talk about recessions lately, isn't there? The financial media is loving this. They love a, a good recession. It's nothing like, it, it, it seems to be great for content for them. Well, they keep on telling us it's going to be a soft landing. That makes us feel better about the recession. It's going to be a recession, but it's going to be a soft landing. So it should, it feels like this pillow set up for us, doesn't it? It does. It does. Why should investors or why should advisors and investors worry about recessions? And I guess that the fundamental issue is that historically, investors abandon stocks the minute they hear that bad news might be coming. And I, and I use the word might be coming and abandon. And what is abandon? It means taking those great companies that you own and selling them often when they're already down 10 or 20% because you're worried that they might drop another 10 or 20%. Yeah. When you get to economics, it's funny because we talk a lot about lagging indicators. There's really only one leading indicator. And the true leading indicator is the stock market. It tells all. And it's the first thing that uh, signals there might be some rough times coming ahead. It's an instant reaction, right? Before any sale has stopped, the stock market anticipates that things might get tough ahead and the market drops. And remember, the stock market is just the world knowledge combined into one source. It's all the brains in the world coming up with their expectations of the future. So here is a typical path for recessions. And we're going to start with the market starts to go down. And we saw this start to happen last year. There was talk of a possible recession coming and we saw the stock market start to drop in 2022 and it dropped a fair bit. Mike, what happens next? Well, that was check mark one. Done. We're there, right? We're there. So what happens next? Investors start to get worried. People start to pull out of the market and start to move from stocks, uh, stocks which are less secure to bonds which are more secure. We started seeing money flow out of mutual funds. We started seeing money flow out of exchange-traded funds and individual stocks. Check on number two. Check number two. The next thing that happens is company layoffs. Now, companies that had done really well in the growth phase that we were in, and especially during the COVID time period, were a lot of tech companies. They did a lot of hiring. They hired a lot of people. They were the first to lay people off. And I saw one report that said over 210,000 people had been laid off in the tech industry in the fourth quarter of last year. It, it's a weird one because this one, I put a, a half check down because even though layoffs are happening in certain sectors, there's been such a shortage of employment for such a long time. They're being picked up very quickly by other other parts of the economy. So we haven't seen the unemployment numbers start to hit like they usually do in a recession. What's the next thing the financial media tell the investors to do? Oh, to get out. To get out. It's time to run. Hide for cover, get into something safe, find a dividend stock, an income producing something, 
lock it down, tie everything down, because things are about to get really rough. The funny thing is, from the media take, you think the average recession was nine years. <laughs> How long is the average recession? Not very long, typically less than a year. It's usually 12 months, but when you read the media, you think when they, they put this panic to get out, you think it's going to be 10 years of terrible returns. It, it's just not. So let's follow that path now. The media has told investors to run. We've seen the layoffs happen. The next thing to go are real estate prices. We've already seen them start to cool off. And then at some point in the future, whether it's in 2023 or 2024, the government will announce that we're in a recession. In fact, there was a period of a quarter of negative growth, but that quickly went away. It was funny. I was reading an article where in the last year, they did officially have the two quarters of negative growth, but they were so minutely negative because of COVID and unemployment was still so strong. They decided that that wasn't to be considered recessionary. But generally speaking, we go with the two negative quarters of GDP growth signals you're into recession. But you don't know to after the fact. Shortly thereafter that the government has announced that we're in a recession, typically the market starts to go back up. And this is the most confusing thing for the media and investors. They just, they are lost. They can't explain it. You, you thought we were going, the market would continue to plummet. And yet the market starts moving back up. Remember, the, the market's a predictor, and it's always predicting that we're going to go into a recession, which is a scary thing. We're going to a recession. That puts a little bit of fear in my stomach, and I'm sure yours too, and everyone who's listening out there. As soon as we're in a recession, you're not going to get in another recession. You know, the next step after a recession is recovery. So once you've heard that announcement that you're in the recession, everyone just relaxes a bit. Okay, we're in a recession now. The next step is it's going to improve, and everyone's waiting and anticipating that improvement. At some point, while the market's going up, we get an announcement that the recession has officially ended. What do investors do now? Well, eventually, investors get a little glimpse of good news, and then they want to take their money and move from those bonds and take advantage of the stock market. This happens very quickly, and the stock market makes giant gains in short periods of time that are unjustified by most sources. We've talked about Nick Murray before on this podcast. And Nick always says recessions are temporary and they are all impossible to forecast. And yet the financial media love forecasting recessions. It's, it's something they get very excited about. We're going to look at some research on recessions, but I like to, you know, with stuff like this, I always think it's important to, to, to sort of understand the numbers. So a recession means you've had two quarters in a row, so two three-month periods in a row, so six months in total, of negative gross domestic production growth. In other words, the economy wasn't going at 100%. It was maybe only going at 97% for six months. Now, the word recession sounds a lot scarier than going at 97% for six months. Yeah, people get recession confused with retreats. <laughs> so you think of war when everyone retreats and pulls back and all the troops pull back. But really, it's it's a different thing. A recession is a slowing. And uh, it really is not, uh, the economy does not disappear when you have a recession. As you said, it's just not growing at 100% anymore or sticking at 100%. So we're going to look at a little history here in terms of the depth of the recession. 
and we're going to go back to a couple of different time periods, some of them very recent. And we're going to also look at the unemployment rate because typically the unemployment rate moves up during those recessions. And we've talked about that. We've already seen those layoffs on the tech side. The difficulty right now is the economy is so tight. The labor market is so tight. Companies are having to completely change the way they do business. Restaurants are often sometimes only open on weekends or five days a week. People are getting turned away from restaurants. We, we actually went into a, a, a bar. We went in at 5.30 for dinner and we were told there's no tables available because I'm the only person working. And this is at a popular wing restaurant in Richmond Hill. I went this morning. My shopper's drug mart is normally open 24 hours. I went this morning at 7.30 a.m. It says they're now only open 8 till 12. And the, the reason they're doing it is not because they're trying to save money. It's they can't find people to do the work. So let's go back. We're going to go back to 2001. This was from March to November. Um, and the unemployment rate in the U.S. hit a peak of 6.3%. A little higher than it is today. Today, it's closer to 4%. And the recession, it was minus 0.3%. It was a mild recession. So minus 0.3%. The economy was still going at 99%. If we go forward to December of 2000 till June of 2009, this recession lasted a little longer. It lasted 18 months. It was called the, the Great Recession and the Great Financial Crisis. Unemployment peaked at 10%. Again, a far away from where we are today at 4%. How far down was GDP? It was only 5% down. The economy was still going at 95%. And yet the stock market went down 56% because the economy was down 5%. Those numbers don't make any sense to me. And we're going to go to the most recent run. This happened during COVID back in 2020. From February to April, in a two-month period, unemployment jumped in the U.S. to 14.7%. It's, it's almost four times higher than it, where it is today. Now, that was a deep drop and a deep recession. It went down 19%. So the economy was only going at 81%. But it only lasted for two months. And sure enough, the stock market started to go back up right away. Recessions need to be six months, right? So... It wasn't even really a truly a recession. It was just a, what would you call it? Just, I guess, a correction. And it was, well, it was a global shutdown, really. It's hard to even put a name to it. It was so different than anything we've experienced before. Mike, Dimensional always does a lot of research on these things. What is some of the research in the past century about recessions? Well, if you look at the U.S. markets, and we'll take a time period from 1947 until last year. One-year average return has been about 12.6. After recession, it's about 6.4%. So if I look at that, it's interesting, the one-year average 12.6 from 47 to 2022, and that talks to about how well the U.S. market has done over the last 50 to 70 years. That's even higher than the almost 100-year data that we typically look at of, of sort of a 10% return. But we do see that after a recession, the market doesn't go 
up quite as much historically. And that's typically because the market's already started to go up during the recession. What about the three-year number? What does it look like? Well, three-year, if you look at the average total return over a three-year period on uh, the U.S. markets, it's about 42.7%. Interestingly enough, even though the first year isn't isn't that great, when we look at the three years following the recession, the average return is 43.7. Not significantly a lot more, but it is still a higher rate of return, or let's just say the same as would be expected in any three-year period. What about five years out? What does it look like? Five years out, on average, a five-year return on the U.S. market is about 80.1%. After recession, five years out, about 70.5%. So a little bit less, but not significantly less. Another piece of research I was looking at looked at the last 15 recessions. And it said in of those recessions, in 11 of those instances, stock returns were positive two years after the recession began. So... Even when the recession is announced, you can be pretty certain the market's going to be positive. The reason this happens is stock prices, as we discussed at the beginning, incorporate all the expectations of a recession and have generally fallen in value before the recession even begins. The market's taking all that information, filtering it in, and driving down the stock of the, the prices of stock long before the government announces that things have started to slow. So how do we deal with this possible recession that may be coming later in 2023? Maybe it's 2024. What's your recommendation to our clients? Recommendation is always to stick with the plan. If there is going to be no recessions, no market correction along the way, we should have everyone 100% equities. We don't. The reason why we have fixed income in the portfolio and we use a balanced portfolio is four times like this. And that is why we have the portfolio arranged how we do. So it would make it fine through these recessionary times. If need be, we would do rebalances along the way to take advantage of some of the market swings. And at the end of the recession, as we come out of it, you'll be quite happy with how your portfolio held up through that time period. I think one of the disconnects is if it is a deep recession, or any deep recession, we always know that people lose their jobs. That, unfortunately, is, is one of the after effects of, of a recession. And the reason that is, is companies cut back. And companies, are they have shareholders to answer to, and they're always trying to protect their business and protect their bottom line. And when things are good, they may have too many employees, so they have to cut back. The easiest, fastest way to cut back is to let some people go so that when things return, they can start hiring people back. And you got to remember, there's never a good time for a recession. The biggest feedback I get from people coming for meetings is, you know, I'm getting ready to retire in the next two or three years and we're going to recession. Well, again, you got to remember, recession is only on average a year. Uh, and you got when you're, if you're retired at 65, you got to expect four or five recessions through your retirement. They're going to come, right? That isn't even a question. They're going to happen. And it's never going to feel like the right time. I've never heard a client say, ah, oh, it's a good time to have a recession come in and hit us. No one's ever come and said that. But you know there's going to be five along the way in your retirement. It's just a matter of deciding when they're going to show up. 
and it's it never feels like a good time. But the reality is there will always be, there is going to be a recession in the future. I can guarantee you that. I can't guarantee you when. This might not be it. But I can guarantee you we're going to see a recession at some time. And if you, I guarantee we will come out of that recession at some time. Those are, and I know it's uh, dangerous using the word guarantee, but those are things like uh, the sun's going to go down uh, tonight. Um, but who knows when it's going to happen. That brings us to the end of another week. Thank you for joining us. If you're looking for a financial advisor, visit our website at tmfg.ca or call us at 905-771-5200. This episode has been brought to you by the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management, reminding you to live the life that makes you happy. You've been listening to the McClellan Financial Group of Asante Capital Management Limited. Asante Capital Management Limited is a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and the Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada. Insurance products and services are provided through Asante Estate and Insurance Services Incorporated. This material is provided for general information and is subject to change without notice. Every effort has been made to compile this material from reliable sources. However, no warranty can be made as to its accuracy or completeness. Before acting on any of the previous information, please make sure to see a professional advisor for individual financial advice based on your personal circumstances. The opinions expressed are those of the authors and not necessarily those of Asante Capital Management Limited.